In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today in the Gospel reading, we read this, the, this, the passage of Scripture that um, we read more often in the year than any other uh, passage, which is the feeding of the multitude, where the Lord took the five loaves and the two fish, and he multiplied them to feed um, over 5,000 men. And one of the things that we read um, after all of the people had eaten and there were leftovers among all of these people who were a very, very large number of people, he told the disciples in uh, verse 12, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. And maybe this is um, something that is strange for us to hear because God who has infinite resources doesn't need to worry himself with the things that remain. He doesn't need to worry himself with all of these remnants and the leftovers of the food because for him it is he can create an infinite amount of food. It's not like uh, something that is scarce that he would care so much about trying to pick up the remaining fragments that are left over. And he could have just said whatever happens to them happens if some people want to take them with them, if not. But he wanted the, the disciples to see that this was the, the amount of food that was left over even was still in abundance. But it also tells us that God pays attention even to the smallest details, to the smallest things, and to the smallest ones that maybe are forgotten, that maybe nobody pays attention to or isn't aware of them, and yet God is uh, familiar with and aware of even the smallest things that we as human beings might not find to be very significant or relevant. And we see this even in ourselves. Well, we know, for instance, that God, he sees us and he knows us completely and fully. He knows us from beginning to end. He saw us before we were born and he knows what it is that's going to happen to us and he knows us all by name. So we can speak and meditate a little bit about all of the ways that God is aware of us as individuals. Because sometimes we feel like we are lost in the crowd or that there are, you know, we as a church, yes, God cares about the church as a whole, but what about me as an individual person? Am I important to God or not? So how is it that God knows us? The first is that God knows our origin. In Jeremiah 1 verse 5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. Meaning God knows that we have a purpose from the very, very beginning. That before even we were, we were formed, before we even had a physical form, God knew us that he knew that he would create us and that he is aware of us, that he was speaking to Jeremiah the prophet, that before even he was in the womb and fully formed, that he had already ordained him a prophet, that he would go and, um, and he would preach. And so he had a purpose. He had a reason for existence. We also have a reason that God has ordained for each of us that he something that he wants us to do, something that, that will occupy our time and that he wants us to fulfill this mission he is calling us for. Before you were born, I sanctified you. This is what he said. He consecrated Jeremiah the prophet for his service and also God knows our origin and he is preparing us for some, some kind of service in this life. Also, God knows us by name. In John 10 verse 3, it says, To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. This is the passage of the Good Shepherd, where, 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 where Christ, who is the Good Shepherd, knows all of his sheep, all of his people, and he knows them as individuals by name, and he calls them individually by name. The, the Christian service and the Christian faith is not just a corporate one. It's not just one where we believe that God blesses his people generally or as a whole, but he blesses each individual. He calls each individual and each individual's person's name is known to him and he cares and thinks about, about them. 
Also, if we see many, many of the chapters in the Bible where it's just names, it's just genealogy. It's like this person is the son of this person who had these sons and this person had these sons and names and names and names. Maybe even when we get to these chapters, we skip over them because we don't really understand what is the point of all of these names. But when you consider that these people, their names were mentioned in the word of God and that God knew each of them by name to the point where he chose to mention them by name in the Bible. How is it that we would feel if our names were actually there in the scripture? If we lived at that time and we found that our names were in the scripture, of course this would be a big blessing. And it would remind us always that God is aware of us. God knows us as individuals by name. Also, we know that God seeks out the lost sheep. The single sheep that is lost, it matters to God. In Luke 15 verse 4, what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? He's speaking about how even the single person who is lost, the single person who is away from him, God is not just joyful about the ninety-nine who are in the church. He cares about the one who is not, the one who is away. This tells us something about the way that God considers each individual is important. There isn't something, someone that is less than the others. And again, he calls us each by name and seeking to save each one. Maybe we as in the church are less likely to notice when a person is missing, when a person who is normally there is not, or maybe when a person has left and has not come back for years and years. We don't even remember them anymore, and we don't remember their name, and we've forgotten at all that they exist. But God does not forget that any of us exist. He knows us even when we stray far away from him, and he is willing to leave the 99 in order to go and find that one to bring him back to the fold. Also, God knows each of us are individual limitations. In Psalm 103.14, it says, For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. He knows what it is that we are capable of, and he will not ask us to do something that we are incapable of doing. He will not tell us to do something beyond our ability to do, because he knows each one of us what we can do. Maybe the way I, that I am put together, I cannot do something that another person can do very easily, and vice versa. God calls us as individuals to do the thing that each of us is created for, that each of us has the ability to do. One of the ways actually that we discover what is our purpose and what career we should go into or what service we should go into is we look at our talents and our abilities and our weaknesses and we say, what is it that I am able to do? And God is calling me to do something in, in regards to my capabilities and my capacity. God knows us individually by our limitations as well. Also, God knows our struggles. In Hebrews 2.18, says, For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. In the incarnation, the Lord Jesus Christ became a full human being. And as a full human being, he experienced every suffering that we experience. He experienced every temptation that we experience. He knows each of us struggle intimately. It is not something that, that is just, he, he's, he's in heaven looking down on us and, and having certain requirements or expectations of us. He knows each of us as individuals and he knows exactly what it is that we are suffering. What is it that we are experiencing? And that each of us, our suffering is unique. There, is no, there are no two people that have the exact same situation, that have the exact same temptation, have the exact same suffering, and yet God knows in the life of each one of us what it is that we suffer, what it is that we deal with, and he can strengthen each one of us as individuals, knowing exactly what it is that we are going through. Something else that God knows about us is he knows who is faithful to him. 
He knows who is a worshiper of God, who is faithful. In Nahum 1.7, it says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust in him. God knows. God knows who of us is truly faithful. Maybe when we come to the church and we all see one another, we only see the outside. We only see the external. We, we see only what we want other people to see about us. But God pierces through this facade and he sees the heart and knows exactly who we are, knows exactly what is in our minds, knows exactly what it is that our intentions are and what is it that we choose to do and how we choose to live. God knows who is faithful to him. This is why he is the just judge. He knows exactly how to judge because he sees through a person and he knows them. Maybe also we look at certain people and we look at their life. Maybe like if we were to look at the life of the right hand thief before, the, before he was crucified, we would point to this person and say, this person is, has no salvation. This person is a wicked man. He doesn't, ha he doesn't have anything good in him. And maybe we would look at the Pharisees and we say, these are righteous people. These are people who are followers of the law and teachers and so on. And we would judge them accordingly. But here it's very clear and understanding this story that the Pharisees were the ones who were condemned and the right-hand thief was the one who had salvation. So we are unable to judge from the outside. We are unable to see. God is the one, however, who knows. And he, is faithful, who know, he knows who is faithful to him and who will turn to him. Also, God knows our hearts. In 1 Kings chapter 8, it says, Then hear in heaven your dwelling place, and forgive and act, and give to everyone according to all his ways, whose heart you know. For you alone know the hearts of all the sons of men. He knows us very intimately. He knows all of our thoughts, and he knows all of our desires. He knows whatever it is that we are truly in ourselves, and he wants, and he wants to know us. He wants to be with us. He wants to... To, to, to encourage us and to uplift us and to address whatever concerns that we have in our life and he wants us to be fully invested in him. God also knows our thoughts. It says, you know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. Maybe sometimes we have desires and dreams and fears and concerns and worries and all kinds of things that maybe we don't even share with other people and yet God knows them as individuals, the billions of people that are, that are in the world. He knows each of their thoughts. He knows the desires of each one. He knows what each one wants. And he knows whether each person is walking in a path that is going to lead him into some place good or to some place that is evil. God also knows our fears. And Luke 12 says, Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Even the birds, God knows them as individuals. And even the details about us, about the number of the hairs of our head, God knows. Something that we ourselves don't know. We ourselves, who have our own hair, we don't know how many uh, follicles of hair that we have, but God knows exactly. He knows the intimate details about each of us, and he knows what it is our fears, and here he's quelling our fears, and he's saying, don't be afraid. Just as God feeds the birds, just as God cares for all of nature, just as, as, as God prepares everything and gives us everything that we need in the present, he will also give us everything that we need in the future, and we should not be worried or afraid about what is to come, because God is is, is protecting us because God is leading us into a good place. And then finally, God also knows our future. In Psalm 139, verse 3, it says, You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. 
He know, knows us thoroughly, and he knows where it is that we are going to go and what is it that we're going to do, and he's already taken it all into account. So the point of all of this is to say that God knows each of us, and that God is calling each of us as individuals to a life of holiness, to a life of relationship with him, to a life where all of the, the burdens that we carry with us and all of the, the struggles that we struggle to, to lay them at the feet of Christ so that we do not have to carry them ourselves because he knows each of us as individuals and he is willing and offering to carry these burdens for us and that the struggles that we struggle, that he would share them with us and that we would be able to tell him openly our fears and to tell him our concerns and our thoughts and our feelings and our dreams and everything. Sometimes when we are faced with such big challenges in life, the, the last thing that we think about to do is to actually pray and ask God to help us with them. Maybe the first thing we do is we think about who is it that I can call to help me? What is it that I can do to help myself? And, and, and to try to find solutions to every problem that I face, even if it is an emotional problem, even if I'm suffering of depression, even if I'm struggling because of uh, I, I'm, I'm upset or angry or envious or some feeling that I have in myself, how often do we call out to God and say, God, you know my thoughts. You know what I'm experiencing. You know what I'm going through. Please come and help me. Send your Holy Spirit to come and help me so that I, can, I will not face this alone by myself and continue in struggle. God does not want us to experience this pain. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to, to feel that we are isolated or separated from him. And he wants us to know how much he cares for us. He knows us as individuals. And so here we see in this very kind of unique and, and, and maybe um, unexpected uh, thing that the Lord said, gather up the fragments that remain. Gather up the fragments so that nothing is lost. God knows each of us and he knows where we are going and we ask God to have mercy on us and to lead us into his heavenly kingdom. And glory be to God forever. Amen.